everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the Week in Review and Preview Conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Today's conversation is primarily focused on the November employment report, as well as expectations for monetary policy in 2024. Joining us for the conversation today, I'm glad to welcome back Brian Rose, Senior U.S. Economist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Brian, welcome. We're happy to have you. Thanks, Yvonne. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Brian. So let's get started. Let's begin with the November employment report, which we received just a few moments ago. How did the data measure up to your expectations, and how would you characterize the current health of the U.S. labor market? So overall, this was a pretty good report. We had the headline non-farm payrolls up 199,000, which was near consensus. And looking at the, you know, where where did those payrolls come from? You had a big jump in healthcare, 93,000, and the government added 50,000 workers. And then you had returning workers from the strike. So autos adding 30,000 and also the motion pictures uh, up 17,000. So that's where the bulk of the payroll growth uh, came from. Uh, and you had some strength in the other indicators in the report. So average hourly earnings were up four tenths month over month. And also the hours worked, the average hours worked ticked up. And, you know, this is uh, Im- important. It, it has positive implications for household income. Right? So employment went up, wages went up, hours worked went up. So all that implies good growth in, in household earnings. Also, we had the unemployment rate surprisingly uh, fell to 3.7%, down from 3.9% in uh, October. And what's interesting is the labor force participation rate also went up. So you had more people entering the labor force and the unemployment rate falling. And uh, the implied growth in jobs from the household survey, 747,000. You know, obviously, this is not the reality. The, this data tends to be noisy, which is why there's so much focus on, on payrolls. But, uh, you know, this is uh, more information about the labor market and, uh, you know, a, a sign of strength. And you, you saw after the release, uh, bond yields moved a bit higher and the stock, stock markets moved uh, or futures moved a bit lower in reaction, I think, to this unemployment number. So that is, you know, that is a sign of strength. Thank you so much for that update, Brian. So I want to move outside of the employment report. What were some other notable macro data releases from this week? Well, we also had another labor market release was the JOLTS job openings. And this was actually a lot weaker than expected. There was a big drop in openings down to 8.7 million. This is in October. And that's down from a peak of 12 million. So there has been quite a you know, big fall in uh, job openings, and, uh, you know, this is a sign of uh, overheated labor market. At the, at the peak, you had two job openings for every unemployed worker, and uh, now even with the unemployment rate falling in, you know, in this morning's data, because the job openings is also down, you have that ratio is a 1.4 openings per unemployed worker. So that's still, you know, high, historically high, but again, down from the peak uh, of two. So at least a little bit of softening in labor market conditions. Uh, 
Uh, we also had the ISM Services PMI. Uh, this is uh, timely data. It gives us a snapshot of conditions in the economy. And uh, it was up around a point in uh, in November and holding up better than the manufacturing uh, sector. So it seems to indicate moderate growth in, in the economy. And one other thing to mention, we had consumer credit data. This is also kind of lagging. It's the data for October. What it shows is that the credit card balances have been increasing at a slower rate the last couple of months. So, you know, over the last two years or so, you had the big increase in the credit card balances, but that has slowed now. And it seems people have put a lot on their cards. The balances are high. Uh, more people are carrying credit card debt month to month, and we seem to be at uh, some sort of limit. So, again, this is where the wage income is really important because, you know, you can't fund spending with credit cards anymore, it seems. And in order to keep spending more, we need that to be driven by, by labor income. And, again, from judging from this morning's data, it does seem like we still have a pretty good, uh, you know, income growth from uh, you know from the labor market. So turning to next week Brian, what are your expectations for the Fed meeting as well as monetary policy for early 2024? Right. So there is a you know no change expected in policy at at this meeting next week and the focus will be on on uh, you know what's going on in, in 2024. So we really get three pieces of information. You get the FOMC statement Fed Chair Powell's news conference, and we'll also get revised economic projections, including the dot plot, which indicates where the FOMC members expect rates to be at the end of the year. And, you know, I think generally you're going to try to avoid sounding too dovish because the market already aggressively pricing in rate cuts, something like 130 basis points of cuts next year, and the Fed you know, at this point, probably doesn't want to encourage a market to keep going and, and price in even more. So, uh, you know, again, I think there'll, there'll be caution. I think the FOMC statement probably won't change very much, and there is a tight, still a tightening bias in that statement. Uh, and Fed Chair Powell also will probably be careful, you know, not to sound overly dovish. There's this language of, you know, it's too early to start talking about rate cuts. We may see a repeat of that. And also, there'll be a lot of focus on the dot plot. So uh, I think those dots may move down a little bit, you know, indicating indicating some rate cuts. But probably it'll be uh, showing maybe 50 basis points of cuts next year. And again, the market is pricing in way more than that. So I think, you know, even after the meeting, be a big gap between, uh, you know, between what the market is pricing and what the Fed is saying for for rate cuts next year. It's great to hear your expectations for monetary policy in the upcoming year. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, Brian. So aside from the Fed meeting, what else is taking place that investors should be mindful of? So next week we have some key economic indicators. Especially we have the CPI for November. This this will actually be released on the first day of the FOMC meetings still a chance for them to react to that number. And we're expecting to see relatively strong increase in the core CPI, either three-tenths or maybe rounding up to four-tenths. So 
you know, we had higher than we've seen uh, recently. And the sort of reminder that it's too early for the Fed to declare victory on inflation. Uh, we'll also get other inflation indicators, the producer price index and import and export prices. And then uh, in terms of economic activity, two very important releases, uh, retail sales for November. So, you know, this uh, consumption is the main part of the economy, and this will include you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So very, very important release. And we'll also get industrial production uh, for November. You will see uh, at the end of auto strikes, maybe uh, some some improvement in uh, in production. It's been great hearing your insights, Brian. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much. Again, today we have been joined by Brian Rose, Senior U.S. Economist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.